This episode is brought to you by Novilla Mattresses. Are you single but planning on having another person in your bed now that the world is returning to normal? Well, to my knowledge, it is important that your bed isn't uncomfortable. However, you don't want to break the bank in the process of buying a new bed. That's why I sleep on a mattress made by Novilla. Meet their Bliss Organic Memory Foam Mattress, perfect for those who want a cool, dry, undisturbed sleep throughout the night made with organic bamboo charcoal fiber, excellent motion isolation, cooling gel-infused memory foam, fits all bed frames, and reasonably priced between $179 and $369. Perfect for if you want an inexpensive mattress for you, your children, or even for your guest room. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% on any purchase through Novilla directly. Again, that's 10% off using promo code SHWEEZY. A reminder that when you use our links and promos, you directly support this show. What is going on, my fellow Schwoke Lords? What is up? Welcome to yet another episode of Cancel Sweezy, the only good podcast out there where we talk about our feelings and uh, learn to be fucking better. No, we're not. We're not learning to be better people today, folks. We are going to talk about a lot of shit uh, hosted by me. I'm going to be talking about a lot of shit today, and uh, yeah, we're going to get into it. Hopefully, you know, so I got a haircut, and I actually changed it up. So you look like, it looks like my normal hair right here. But if I turn to the side, yeah, that's right. It's like a kind of mullet type thing, keeping it long in the back. Don't know how long I'm going to be doing that, but uh, I just felt like it. You know, I went. Th- I got a haircut today. I was like, I wanted to do something bold, and they're like, oh, and then like this is awesome. So they were, they were excited to. Uh, it was exciting for me to uh, do do this shit. Um, but yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm liking it so far. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for checking out Cancel Sweezy today. Uh, Cancel Sweezy, if you didn't know, is a WAP, uh, standing for Wet Ass Podcast. And I really like that. So from the top, make it drop, that's a wet ass podcast. Now grab a bucket and a mop, that's a wet ass podcast. I'm talking WAP, 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 Wet Ass Podcast. Uh, thank you so much for checking out the show today. We have... It's, it's literally our best episode ever, folks. The literal best episode of Cancel Sweezy that has ever been made is being made right now for you everywhere and everywhere. This is the type of guy you get. So, uh, first of all, I just want to say my new EP, Ride or Die Volume 2, is out now for all of y'all to be listening to out now. It's very fun, uh, very exciting. I'm very happy that I do have Ride or Die Volume 2 out to all of y'all to listen to right now uh, i've been working on it i think i started it i want to say january uh and i think i finished it in may and then you know just i uh, just uploaded it so they want you to do like four weeks i think i uploaded like three weeks in advance they usually want you to do four weeks but it's really cool um this one has a more uh, organized little story uh overarching story that goes along with it everything like works out uh pretty standard for just like a you know, pretty standard for a just like, you know, you listen to each individual song and really enjoy it. But there is an overarching story in these five songs, which I think is really cool. Hope you like it. So go check that out. It's available on Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer. If you want to buy it, you can uh, digitally. I don't have a physical release on it yet. Is that saying something? I don't know. Uh, what does that mean? That's a lot of shit. Um, yeah, go check that out. I wrote Amazon, uh, Spotify, Apple, Deezer, Tidal. 
YouTube. I think it's available everywhere. So go check that out. Go check out that shit. It's going to be really cool, really fun. And, uh, and I really like that. So, uh, yeah, that's something that uh, I did for you. It's all available now. I hope you like it. Tell me how you like it. If you want to leave a comment in this uh, podcast video, if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and do that. You can go ahead and do that. I'd love to hear it. Um, uh, you can also check me out on social media everywhere. I'm at the Shweezy, uh, except on TikTok, where I am at the Foreplay King, uh, just one of many uh, different things you can follow me on is really great follow me that's when you get updated on the cool shit uh the coolest shit that i'll ever do so i really want you to do that i like that all right um every uh monday and thursday i do stream over on actually no every thursday and sometimes monday uh, it's gonna be a little bit mixed up because i am going out of town uh for a while but then after that though i should be good to go uh so then you can go check me out there uh check Catch me outside. How about that? You can go check me out on Twitch every Monday, every Thursday and sometimes Monday, but it's going to be a little weird. So just uh, check out on my social media, which I just told you at the Shweezy. I'll tell you when I do go live on Twitch, playing some video games, playing some Fortnite. Uh, number one, Victory Royale. Yeah, Fortnite. We about to get down. Uh, so we're playing a lot of Fortnite, so that's going to be really cool. Uh, you can also support the show on Patreon. It looks like we're going to be working on some new tiers uh, for the moment. I think there's going to be $1 and $5, a great way uh, to financially support the show and say thank you for being a friend. And also, if you have an Amazon Prime account, connect it to your Twitch account. Give us a subscribe. It's typically $5 a month. And if you already have an Amazon Prime account, you do not want Jeff Bezos getting an extra $5. That is not cool. Congratulations. You played yourself. Okay, okay. But worse you can do, if you're watching this uh, podcast episode on YouTube, like this episode uh, and subscribe. Leave a comment. Just tell us what you like and dislike, how I offended you this week, because I'm always working on how I'm offending people. And uh, that's the way it is. And if you're on the audio side, make sure you subscribe as well. Uh, leave a review, especially if you're on Apple, to tell the show that we're doing something. Tell tell Apple, review the show, tell us this is the worst shit you've ever listened to in your entire life. So uh, that's the way I use. This is the type of guy you get. Okay, so just do the free shit at least, okay? Don't be stingy. Come on, Mark, don't be stingy. Okay, alright. Let's get into previous week right now. Previous week right now is the news filtered by me to give you the real news. The real news that the government is not letting you know. The stuff that CNN is not letting you know about. But I'm here to let you know. And uh, it's the previous week right now because I'm going over the previous week uh, right now. Uh, so uh, how about that? I like that. Uh, let's drink some Coke Zero. Not sponsored. And uh, let's get into it. All right, uh, this is from Comic Book Resource. Great resource for comic book-related news. However, this is not comic book-related news. Anime is helping Netflix grow everywhere except in Japan. Uh, the recent focus that Netflix has given to producing anime series has paid off in nearly every country where the service is available, but it has been less successful in anime's country of origin, Japan. Netflix worldwide popularity owes much to the international appeal of its programming as reported by the information. Japanese anime on Netflix has become a hit with subscribers in the Americas with viewership of anime shows doubling in the U.S. over the past year. However, viewer in, viewers in Japan have been less receptive to watching these shows on Netflix, which has signed up only around 13% of Japan's broadband-equipped households. 
The primary cause of this appears to be a difference in cultural television viewing norms. Broadcast television is still more popular than streaming in Japan. The anime studios are more likely to uphold their loyalty to traditional broadcasters than to move towards streaming services. Fans of anime will therefore still find their favorites on TV without needing to subscribe to Netflix. Other leading streaming services such as Disney Plus and Amazon Prime Video continue to take part in the streaming wars with original content, but where anime is concerned, Netflix is also now competing with Sony's consolidation services of Crunchyroll and Funimation. Although Crunchyroll subscription numbers are insignificant compared to Netflix's, it has the benefit of accumulating uh, serious... Uh, compared to Netflix's, it has the benefit of... Oh, I'm just... No, I lost my place. So it has the benefit of community series anime fans since its launch in 2007. Crunchyroll and Funimation also released new episodes on a weekly schedule rather than dropping an entire season at once like the Netflix model. This method is preferred by anime studios as the anticipation may increase demand for the manga and tie-in merchandise. So, um... A lot to think about here. I don't know if it's just anime I want to talk about. One thing I'm concerned with, that's actually really interesting that uh, streaming isn't that big of a hit in Japan and uh, network television is still pretty still pretty uh, pop popular there. That's actually kind of interesting. Um, I know we're like in, like, you know, we're going into these, uh, the grand old, I don't know, I don't say grand old, uh, like racist uh you know we're going into like the streaming wars which i think it's dying out a little bit because disney disney plus i think is gonna be fine we're talking about disney we're talking about that disney plus i think is gonna be fine that's like disney's disney has so much content and they also have adventures endgame which is why i'm not subscribing to your only fans ladies um so they have that they're getting all these marvel shows are kicking ass if you haven't watched loki the shit is so good and it's not 10 years old yet, so I can't talk about it. So, uh. That's rough, buddy. There we go. I found it. Um, but yeah, so that's weird. Um, and then uh, I guess they're talking, like, you know, Crunchyroll. Isn't a lot of Crunchyroll content on HBO Max? Too. HBO Max is going to be fine as well. When they have the HBO content, they got, like, a lot of Warner Brothers shit. They're going to be fine. They're going to be just fine. Uh, yeah, I saw, like, they have a whole section for Crunchyroll. So is, I guess, and then Crunch, I don't understand that streaming side of it, uh, because Crunchyroll, that's anime, but then they have Verve, V-R-V, Verve, which had a lot of, like, 90s cartoon content on it, but then it also, but then there's also Paramount Plus, which is getting a lot of Nickelodeon content, and then, so is it still on Verve? Is that still, is it still on Verve? Crunchyroll, I mean, Crunchyroll is just straight up anime, so, I mean, if, I mean, if that's the Japan's market still does that, that's good. Uh, but but uh, I don't know. Um, so I mean, yeah, though. So I, you know, the streaming wars are good. I just, I just hopefully uh, a lot of them stop existing because then if because I think right now the streaming service I'm paying for right now, uh, Netflix, Disney Plus, HBO Max, Hulu. And Discovery Plus. Now, Discovery Plus, that shit is the best, has some of the best content on there, so I can't get rid of that. Uh, Hulu right now literally is just a just a Seinfeld thing for me. I'm literally paying like, and I got I upgraded the ad free, so I'm literally paying Hulu just to watch Seinfeld. Which at this point, I should just buy the series and then cancel Hulu because it's not. I don't know if it's worth it or not. Um, 
HBO Max is worth it. Netflix is worth it. Disney Plus, worth it. Yeah, this is making me really reconsider what the hell I'm doing with Hulu. And also, doesn't Disney own Hulu? Why don't they just consolidate it so I don't have to pay fucking two streaming services? Stop being stingy, Disney. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's a, a thing about there. But uh, no, I actually did see a recent thing. I watched someone's YouTube video about how like the weekly releases are better than Netflix's just drop the whole thing at once because because it keeps you talking about it week to week. So like with Loki right now, that's what I'm watching. Uh, you know, every week I'm watching a new, the new episode then you find your friends. Like, did you watch the new episode of Loki yet? And they're like, yeah. And then you talk about it and it's a lot of fun. And then the next week you do the same, do the same with like the, and then when they just drop the entire season all at once, it's kind of like, Hey, have you watched the entire season yet? No. Okay. And then by the time someone else actually does get to the point where they actually can watch the entire season, then you don't give a fuck anymore. Uh, that's the, that's like the logic behind it, which I actually think, um, is very smart. So I do enjoy the, um, the weekly drops of shows, especially the ones you're really interested in. Like for me, the, uh, Marvel shows I'm really interested in, but then there's some shows are doing it and it's kind of like, ah, I'm just going to wait. Cause I think iCarly's reboot, I'm going to watch that shit and I'm going to talk about that shit. Uh, you bet your ass we're talking about that shit on this show. We're talking about that iCarly reunion because one time I was drunk and it was when iCarly was on Amazon Instant, and I accidentally purchased season four of iCarly instead of just streaming it. And luckily I got a refund because they realized that I did not touch it. And uh, yeah, so that was a funny story of me. That was my funniest drunk purchase was season four of iCarly. Uh, so we're, we're going to be watching that shit, folks. Don't don't think I'm not going to cover it. We're, we're going to watch it. But I'm waiting for all the episodes to come out so I can just watch it all at once because I don't want to pay for a Paramount plus subscription that's just uh, what i'm doing so uh yeah that's all i mean that's all i'm gonna have to say though so uh with streaming services i'm hoping the bad ones die down uh, minus discovery plus because i'm wanting that to stay alive because just all of tlc's content available is just a dream for me okay so I've been rambling on way too much. Let's move on to the next one. Oh, we got a Garth update, folks. I like that. No, more importantly. And I really like that. Okay, so we got a Garth update for all, everyone here. You know, we're the number one news source for the sh- cancel, Sweezy. The number one news source. News. Jesus fucking Christ. Can I talk? The number one news source for Garth Brooks related news, uh, especially him being weird. So, uh,. Gonna get my girth voice getting ready here. Okay. Here we go. This is from Billboard. Garth Brooks on resuming his stadium tour safely. I think we're all learning. <laughs> I like that. All right. Um, all right. I'm like still talking like Garth. Okay. Now let's, uh, let's talk like me until I have to talk like Garth. As he heads back into full capacity stadiums next month, the country superstar talks responsibility above all else. Garth Brooks had any qualms with his fans were ready to return to full stadiums to see the country Titan in concert. His concerns were quickly allayed as he began putting tickets on sale for summer stadium shows. While many artists have postponed touring until the fall or 2022, Brooks is one of the first acts to return to stadiums at 100% capacity as COVID-19 restrictions lift across the country. On May 6th, Brooks told more than 50, sold more than 50,000 tickets in less than 30 minutes in, for his July 17th show at Salt Lake City's Rice Eccles Stadium. What? 
Um, that's a that's a dumb name for a stadium. That was quickly followed on May 21st by moving more than 86,000 tickets in 75 minutes for his August 14th. That's my birthday show on in at Lincoln, Nebraska's Memorial Stadium, the first concert at the venues in venue in 34 years. What? 34 years? Okay. This this Garth is the least weird thing about this article so far. This morning, June 10th, tickets for his August 7th Kansas City tour. That's where I'm going next week. Shows at Gaja Field. Shows at Gaja Field. Oh, Gaja. I didn't know it was called Gaja Field. I just thought Arrowhead Stadium went on sale. These shows join rescheduled 2020 concerts now slated for July 10th at Las Vegas Allegiant Stadium, September 18th at Cincinnati's Paul Brown Stadium, and September 25th at Charlotte's Bank of America Stadium. While selling out stadiums is standard operating procedure for Brooks since he started his three-year stadium tour in 2019, he had no idea if the fans were ready to come back as the pandemic began to wane. Everything was new again. Oh, sorry, folks, I did not do my Garth voice. Everything was new again, so you didn't know what was going to happen. He says, uh, what happens next is that, is that Brooks will move ahead with his tour at an accelerated pace, filling in the calendar for the rest of the year to make up for lost 2020 dates. But as he notes in a conversation with Billboard Below, rapidly does not replace responsibility, and he and his team are moving ahead, fully aware that all eyes will be on him to see how safety move ahead with the pandemic wanes, but remain a long way from total over. Okay, so... That's... Okay, so... That's... So it's really funny to me. I I thought about this today. Um, So, obviously, um, I'm... I would be what some of these people call a skeptic. And uh, when the CDC says something like, you should wear a mask at the grocery store, when they were saying that, I listened. And so some people would call me a skeptic. I call myself uh, not Republican. And I'd like, that's actually more important to me than actual anyone's safety, is making sure people don't think I'm a Republican now that I have a mullet. Um, so that's one thing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, but then like the CDC is like, all right, if you're vaccinated, you no longer have to wear a mask. And then my mind was like, wait a minute, I'm skeptical about this. I'm like, no, that's just, I think it's fine. Uh, I'm vaccinated and which means I shouldn't have to worry then. Um, so I survived no COVID and I hope I keep it that way. And if I get COVID, I guess I, ooh, my ears itchy. And if I get COVID, I won't die from it because I'm vaccinated. So fuck you. And uh, if you're worried, if you're still worried, like, oh, I don't want to get vaccinated because uh, the government's putting a chip in me. They're tracking you on the phone. You're listening to the show on or watching the show on. So uh, calm your fucking tits. So um, it's interesting because I with the music industry, though, it is very interesting on how we're going to start doing shows again. We do have to follow even the small acts have to follow the big acts. So Garth Brooks being basically the biggest act, one of the biggest acts ever, uh, he's going to have to take the lead on how we're going to get back into doing shows again, which surprising. Like if you're playing, I mean, like for small, small artists, you know, you're playing in a bar, you know, and if you're lucky, you have a good crowd. Like it's not going to be that bad, but like with Garth selling out stadiums, it's a thing. So we're going to have to follow Garth's lead surprisingly, uh, in regards to this. So that's, uh, that's a very surprise. And, uh, I guess, you know, you worried and, uh, think Garth shouldn't be. This is the type of guy you get. So, uh, you, uh, congratulations. You played yourself by letting Garth get so famous and I'm blaming all y'all. 
Next up, uh, let's move to the next article. NBC's ultimate slip and slide competition show halted due to explosive diarrhea. That's rough, buddy. Ooh, this is from Vanity Fair. It's more than just a bathroom break. Production on NBC's ultimate slip and slide competition series has come to a uh, stall <laughs> <laughs> due to an outbreak of Giardias. Giardiasis, a disease spread from the microscopic Giardia parasite up to 40 crew members on set succumbed with a production source reporting that people had awful explosive diarrhea and were forced to run into porta potties with some even collapsing according to the, the fucking fucking the fucking porta potties just die just like poor body like I can't do this anymore and there's fucking shit everywhere Ultimate Slip and Slide was announced in May as a post-Olympics 10-part series centered around the backyard playset from the Whammo Company in which a sprinkler or host squirts squirts on a rubber Okay, I'm taking this out of context. Host squirts on a rubber mat that people glide upon. The show's hosts were set to be SNL's Bobby Moynihan and comedian Ron Funches. Funches is seen in Blackish and Drunk History and voices King Shark on Harley Quinn's on Harley Quinn. Oh, the show. Uh, both hosts are reportedly unaffected by the ailment. I like that. Okay. Um in an earlier announcement, NBC said the competition would involve pairs of siblings, best friends, couples, and co-workers competing in multiple rounds of games, including human pong, body bowling, cornhole, and bochev bock falling. I don't know how to say that. The two teams that make it to the final challenge will take on the big slipper, a multi-part slide meant for only the bravest and boldest players as it determines who will earn the title of slip and slide champion and take home the cash prize. Uh, according to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, Giardia is a tiny parasite found on the surface or in soil, food, or water that has been contaminated with feces from infected people or animals. The Giardia parasite spreads easily and can spread from person to person or through uh, contaminated water, food, services, or objects. The most common way people get sick is by swallowing contaminated drinking water or recreational water. For example, lakes, rivers, or pools. The Mayo Clinic says the giardiasis, the disease spread by the parasite, is almost never fatal in industrialized countries, and lingering symptoms are mostly found in infants and children. Uh, TMZ's sources say that things initially shut down on June 2nd when the first case was made known and that all the water areas, including sinks and water fountains, were tested and found negative. However, another positive test came back on Thursday. There was only one week left to go in the eight-week shoot. A spokesperson for Sli Ultimate Slip and Slide told people that the health and safety of everyone on the set is our number one priority. The rub added that they are in the process of determining next steps in order to complete production. It's unclear if Ultimate Slipside will regroup after things move forward smoothly or if the production has been flushed. <laughs> Alright. So, I don't think I have like anything to say in regards to this article, folks. I don't have anything uh, smart to say. Um, but, uh, just some advice. I have not experienced this personally, but I'm just gonna go with just uh, whatever the hell is going on in my brain. Uh, if you're seeing brown on a water slide, a slip and slide, 
don't go down it, folks. You're, you, if you're an optimist, uh, you could say, well, it's just dirt. I'll be fine. But if you're a pessimist, uh, you're going to say that is diarrhea. And that is brown. That is coming down the mountain when it comes. Uh, don't go on it. That's going to be my best advice for you. If, uh, if I could teach any, if any of you could te- learn any lessons from me, I will tell you that uh, you should not go down a slip and slide. That is brown, okay? If you want to question me. Pretty bold of you little fucks to assume that I'm not God. All right, let's uh, move on to our last article, folks. Um, folks, we're going with our friends from over at page six today. Another, another great article from page six. Angelina Jolie grabs a hot dog like a true New Yorker during family trip. Is this news? No, it is not. Angelina Jolie is fully embracing her time in New York City, condiments and all. (laughs) Uh, The Maleficent actress, 46, was seen grabbing hot dogs at Gray's Papaya with two of her sons during her birthday trip to the Big Apple. Uh, Jolie was photographed on Tuesday ordering food for herself and her sons, Pax 17 and Knox 12, at the iconic shop's Upper West Side location. The Oscar winner and her boys each excited Grays holding a hot dog wrapped in tinfoil as well as a beverage in a paper cup. Jolie opted for a chic look wearing a white cotton t-shirt tucked into a gray tweed maxi skirt. She finished off her outfit with a gold watch, a cream canvas Louis Vuitton purse, open-toed uh, Ferragamo mules that retailed for $595, and a gray face mask to protect herself against COVID-19. Meanwhile, Pax and Knox kept a casual in t-shirts, pants, and sneakers. As Page Six previously reported, Jolie and her six children were spotted arriving in the JFK airport on Saturday for their visit to the city for the actress's birthday, which was on Friday. In addition to Pax and Knox, Jolie shares 19-year-old Maddox, 16-year-old Zahara, 14-year-old Shiloh, and Knox's twin, Vivian, and her ex-husband, with her ex-husband, Brad Pitt. The Tomb Raider star's getaway with her kids comes amid her contentious legal battle with the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood actor from whom she split in 2016. Pitt, 57, was granted joint custody of the children in May with a source exclusively telling Page Six at the time that it was a tentative decision. The ruling came after Jolie slammed the judge for not allowing their kids to testify. While the former couple have been legally single since 2019, their fight to custody over the kids has kept them in court for years. One source recently told us that Jolie's motivations had never been to deny the children a relationship with their father, while a second insider said Pitt just wants to spend more time with his children to make sure they're healthy, happy, and cared for. Now, I'm not going to get into the whole uh, parenting issue here, because that is that is off topic to this article, page six. You need to fucking learn to have one topic per news article. We're not talking about the divorce and the custody battle over the children. We're talking about a hot dog that Angelie Jolie was eating, okay? We're talking about a hot dog. We're not talking about a broken home, okay? I don't want to talk about a broken home on this podcast. We're talking about hot dogs, okay? And uh, I'm glad did it say what toppings she got on her hot dog because until... We're okay. So you're you're saying condiments and all, but at the same time, you're not telling me what condiments she got on hot dog. Um, because the only thing I actually want to know from this article is what condiments she put on her hot dog. So she had the bun. Uh, she and she looked great. I looked. I saw her in the new um, was it the uh, Eternals trailer, and she's looking great. 
Actually, she does look great, but she's also one of those like rare oddities. Like there's a lot of good looking people out there, but people who are going to be good looking no matter what they do is Angelina Jolie. She is just great looking 46 years old and uh, we'd all still smash. That's just how we do it. We'd all have consent. I would love to have consensual sex with Angelina Jolie. It's like when everyone says, like, you know, I think I could, I could, I would love to have consensual sex with Scarlett Johansson. I'm like, no shit, we'd all would. Um, call me your fucking tits. But no, um, glad she's eating a hot dog and having a good time with both of her sons. And uh, that's how we're going to end it for a previous week right now. Look at you. You were able to get your hands on a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox Series X. Look at how lucky you are but you don't have any games to play with it. Congratulations, you played yourself. Well, what if I told you that you could play games for a fraction of the new game price? Well, today's sponsor, Gamefly, is here to help you out. You probably already know that Gamefly is the best video game rental service out there. Let's be real. There's some games you're going to keep forever, which for me are Super Smash Bros. Ultimate and Zelda Breath of the Wild. Most games out there, you're only going to play once, then never pick up again. I know I bought some games that are now just taking up space on a shelf, which sucks. That's where Gamefly comes in perfectly because Gamefly literally is the best video game rental service out there. You can keep the games as long as you want. And when you're done, you just send it back and then get your next game in the mail very quickly, like two days. And if you end up loving the game you rented, you can even keep the purchase from Gamefly and pay a used game price, which is a great price. Using our link in the description today, get your first two months of Gamefly for only $10. So start playing new games using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Look at you, you fat piece of shit. Hashtag pray for Micah. Looks like you haven't moved a muscle in the last year. Why not try and lose some extra weight and work towards a healthy lifestyle? To do that, though, you are going to need some fitness supplements to get the most out of your workout. That's where today's sponsor, FNX Fitness, comes in handy. Losing weight? Gaining muscle? Or do you need the energy to do a workout in the first place? That's where FNX Fitness comes in. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while you work out as well. And another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase, they donate a gallon of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter, not harder, by using the link in our description today. You can save 15% on your purchase, so uh, go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. All right, everyone, it's time for yet another deep thought. Oh my gosh, so deep. I fucking love it. Okay, so the deep thought I have today um, is something that could be conspired against with QAnon. So I want to tell y'all that I did not find this on QAnon. I just had this thought and thought it would be like a funny movie premise. Uh, and that's why it's a deep thought today on uh, Cancel Sweezy. Uh, so uh, here's the deep thought I had. What if Hitler 
<laughs> that never starts out well. What if Hitler was an okay guy, but too many time-traveling Jews to kept trying to kill him, which led to our current timeline? So the idea of this, this theory, <laughs> which I'm calling it a fucking theory because it cannot be true. I cannot allow this to be true. Folks, please don't let me allow this to be true. And don't let anyone at QAnon know about this either, okay? Um that this the idea like hitler was just like you know a normal guy just wanted to be an artist you know and he just kept being an artist and shit like that but all these time traveling jews kept trying to kill him and so the idea then was that hitler's like you know what i've had enough if i kill all the jews then they'll stop traveling back in time and trying to kill me and uh that's the idea i had uh, from it that Hitler was probably an okay guy. He just, he just kept, just time traveling Jews kept mur- trying to murder him, and they failed because I like to go with a weird timeline. If you watched Loki, you'll understand it. So, folks, that's my uh, deep thought for this episode. Oh my gosh, so deep! I fucking love it. Um. Okay, I gotta respond to a text. I drew this picture of me and Micah, and then Micah. Okay, so I'll finish recording that. Time for a movie review, folks. Um, this week I have a movie uh, that is different from my usuals, but uh, we're doing it today. So uh, I'm going to review the 2005 movie starring Will Smith called Hitch. So, but, but first, first thing I wanted to talk about, so the reason why I chose this movie to watch, uh, one of two reasons. So one... Um, one reason I did choose this movie is actual dating. I guess I was on some, uh, if you've heard of the infographics channel, I just like, I'll turn that on to fall asleep to. And I guess one of them was about like dating or whatever. And then they like brought up the movie hitch and they're like, actually a lot of the dating advice he gives in the movie actually is really good advice. So I was like, huh? So, uh, uh I was like, okay, well, let me watch it. So don't, don't think I'm weird. I just, helps me fall asleep okay folks i have anxiety so it's hard for me to fall asleep so okay just let me let me live my fucking life just making sure my hair looks good for all y'all uh just the ladies not the guys fyi um the other decision is so when i lived in kansas that town of a thousand people uh we went to another town which was like four thousand people or something like that and uh we went to a two-screen movie theater i guess my parents wanted to go see a movie and so in one of the theaters, so it was a two-screen movie theater. So there's only like two theaters in the whole thing. Super small town. Remember that. Uh, one theater had Hitch. The other theater is what the movie me and my brother saw. Now, we don't remember what the movie we saw. I've done a lot of research on this. Um, I looked back at February 2005, uh, movies that would have been in theaters that we would have possibly saw when uh, when Hitch was in theaters. So... The four I narrowed it down to was Pooh's Heffalump Adventure, The Pacifier, Robots, Scooby-Doo, Monsters Unleashed. Now, my top, I do not think we saw robots in theater. I know that. I don't think I saw the Heffalump movie either. Uh, I don't think the theater would have showed this Scooby, those random Scooby-Doo movies uh, in theaters, so I'm not thinking it's that. I do remember we saw The Pacifier in theaters. It wasn't at that theater. It was at an, a real movie theater. Uh, in another town, <laughs> because 
this, um, the city I lived in did not have a movie theater. Uh, so The Pacifier is my top one, but it's not confirmed. However, so we can confirm this. However, the only way I think I would be able to confirm this idea is if I found a newspaper from this time, which I could not find online, FYI. If I can get a newspaper from the time, so maybe a library might have it. I'm not for certain. They would have this article. Uh, I could find, like, the movie times from around this time and see what movies was in theaters, and that way we can narrow it down. However, um, sounds like I'm gonna that would bother someone for my stupid thoughts. So uh, we're not going to do that. I'm going to assume it may be one of those movies. Uh, I am not for certain. So uh, anyways, that's the reason why I decided to review this movie. So let's get into it, folks. Uh, you know what is going I on. I really like that. So, um... Okay, so we get this introduction. The movie starts with this introduction to the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air uh, telling us, like, this whole thing, like, all women wake up wanting to be swept off their feet. And if they say they don't, they're fucking lying. And uh, sounds that sounds right to me. Uh, oh, and then he also tells, like, this story about how he's kind of given up on women. Well, what did I write down? He's also saying to give women space and not be right up on them. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good advice. That's just that's probably just uh, personal space right there. Um, um, so then we meet Sarah. Sarah is a busybody journalist who is so over men. <laughs> and I already know where this trope is going. Uh, she ends up consulting her single friend at the same bar Will Smith is at and uh, shit like that. Uh, single friend at a bar, at a bar is like, oh, no good men are out there. I'm like, oh, there's a man out there for you. Shit like that or whatever. Um, yeah, you know, continues. And uh, Will actually does this really smooth waitress trick. Actually, I'm kind of, I kind of like this idea. I'm not going to try it, but I thought it was funny and it possibly could work. So uh, there was like a woman, she was surrounded by like three or four guys and so Will comes up to her, like, with cash, and he's like, hey, can you get me this drink? Thanks. And then he walks away, and then she leaves that group of guys. like, hey, I'm not a waitress. And he's like, I know. I just wanted to figure out a way to talk to you and shit like that, and blah, blah, blah. That's how that went. And so, oh, yeah, then we get, and so that's basically the start of the movie. Then we get into this origin story of uh, how his life, and so he fell in love with a girl in college, and he, I guess he went on way too strong and fell in love way too fast. She ended up cheating on her and uh now he is a dating expert to help people who don't have any game that's the kind of the this is the type of guy you get so we all know who we're getting in this uh, film that's will and so now he helps people to make up for his broken self which we're all doing something to make up for how broken we are on the inside he's just in a movie about it um so then we get to Kevin James, uh, Kevin James, uh, who is single, uh, for some reason, Kevin James is single in this movie for some reason, um, and is desperate to get with this girl named Allegra. Now, uh, Allegra is like this rich girl who's like philanthropy and all this shit like that. And he's in love with her and paparazzi is always after Allegra and it's a whole big thing. And, uh, which is good because her name is Allegra and, uh, she's actually a really nice and great person, uh, which is terrific because her parents are assholes cause they named her Allegra after like, uh, allergy medication or whatever Allegra is. I don't know. Um, 
then uh, so he's in love with her in like way 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 out of kevin james's league uh so like and kevin james is like a financial advisor and that's like she he's like one junior uh accountant with her and shit like that uh so like you know will smith is telling him to like you know here's what you should do be cool and shit like that um and then uh they're in the meeting and then he stands up for himself he's like you know what if you want to invest your money you should do it and then he's like you know what i quit and uh then he quits his job but allegra is impressed because no one's ever talked to her like that before and that gets her all wet inside. And so then they schedule more shit together because he's bold and now she likes him. Uh, and I actually kind of like Allegra at that point because I actually do like very bold women. And uh, so I am actually rooting for them to get together. The fat guy, Kevin James, and uh, an actual supermodel. Uh, who I don't think she's a supermodel, but her name is Allegra. So let's keep that into it. So now we go back to another bar uh, where we see Sarah again and uh, some dude, creepy dude's hitting on her. But then Will Smith comes in to save the day. The Fresh Prince comes in to save the day. Uh, and then like he's like and then he's like reading her body language. He's like, you have the whole man, please don't talk to me vibe going on. Uh, he gets that vibe and leaves. And I guess he knows where she works, uh, but he doesn't get her number. So and then. Uh, yeah, so he never got her number. So the next day she's at her office and he sends a guy up with a, like a package for her and a walkie talkie to confirm going on a date together, uh, which, um, that is a lot of pressure. I don't like, it sounds like he's pressuring her into a date, which, um, I don't know where the ethics is. I know if you, you shouldn't pressure women into having sex with you, uh, cause that's wrong. Uh, if, especially if she's, it's a firm no, not like the, I need some more play. No, you can't touch it. You know what I'm talking about, folks. Um, and so eventually he gets her to go on a date with her. Uh, and uh, so, you know, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air takes her on a very nice casual date of jet skiing. Uh, yes, you've heard that right, folks. Jet skis. So they're jet skiing around, having fun. Then his jet ski dies and he has to get on hers. And then he just drop kicks her into the water and she almost dies. But don't worry, it's a... It's a romantic comedy. She survives. And then they go to Ellis Island. Yeah, on there. He's like, hey, there's your ancestor. And then you find out her great-grandfather, the one whose signature they found, uh, was a serial killer. And that's some weird shit to put in a movie. And uh, th that conversation ends there. So back to Kevin James. This is where we want to go. Uh, back to Kevin James' bullshit. We get a montage of events of him, like, wooing Allegra. And it actually works. So Allegra is actually falling for Kevin James, which I hope this is a real life thing. And all the shit he's doing actually works. And it's funny. Uh, and he, Kevin, Kevin James is just like, I don't need dance lessons. I'll be fine. And Will Smith's like, show me your dance move. And he's like, don't do any of that shit. He does it anyways. And we'll find out later. That's a good thing. So then, yeah, now in this film, I realized, okay, we're going back and forth between a lot of different stories. And it made me realize this is why this movie is two hours long. You know, that's way too long for romantic comedy, folks. I don't know what we're getting into here, but that's way too long for romantic comedy. All right. Um, well, yeah, they were at like a Knicks game and I guess the paparazzi caught them. Uh paparazzi being sarah which you know i'm thinking about her artistic integrity now i judge a lot of uh journalists on this show um mainly the only the ones at page six and uh 
I think Sarah is working for page six. I'm going to be honest, folks. I think Sarah is working for page six. Uh, so, <laughs> so Sarah over at page six is, uh, like she, like she thinks there's something up with Will. Cause I guess Will Smith knows, uh, Kevin James in this and they're trying to figure out how they got together in the first place. Everyone's wondering how Kevin James and Allegra got together. Um, maybe they just like each other folks, or maybe he hired a professional dating consultant. Uh, one of the two. It's never both. Uh, so, like, I guess she tricks him into a double date with her boss, and they try to get some shit out of him, and I guess he doesn't do it because apparently Will Smith is weird for not name-dropping famous people uh, because everyone who does name-drop, most of the time, if they're name-dropping famous people, unless they're actually working with them, or they're trying to name-drop unimportant things, uh, it means they're a loser. And I would know because I met Shania Twain one time, <laughs> and I still bring it up. So, but that was a great moment in my life. So we're doing that. But oh yeah, then it turns out Will Smith's allergic to shellfish. And that's why I don't eat seafood folks, because you could be allergic to it. Um, and they kill it right in front of you, which I don't like. I don't like, because in my mind, I could have already given it a name and, or at least thought it might've had a name. I don't know. Um, Oh, yeah, so, and Sarah apparently is, like, they got the hint on a dating expert that they're looking for, for old good old Kevin James, because <laughs> they don't think Kevin James could get Allegra on his own for some frickin' reason. Uh, oh, yeah, she goes to, like, the one guy earlier in the film that I did not bring up, because I didn't know it was going to be important for me to write down. Uh, the one guy who wanted to use Will Smith uh, to help him get sex with someone, and he's like, I don't do that. I do dating and love. That's, that's the... T uh, this is the type of guy you get. So he does that. And so that's her one source. And so she, he, uh, he gives her his source. He got it from and yada, yada, yada. So, uh, they try to catch it up back to Kevin James. Uh, I guess they ended a good date together and which is supposed to be the time for their first kiss. And, uh, he almost chickens out, but then he tosses his inhaler and then goes up and kisses her, which, uh, she found romantic, which we'll find out later. But also, he doesn't go back for the inhaler. That's another thing. Like, isn't that... Don't you need the inhaler for your asthma? Like, shouldn't be throwing away your inhaler like that. You should at least go... I mean, I understand the gesture in the moment you toss the inhaler to go up and kiss her. But you need the inhaler. You're going to need the inhaler at some point. So you better go get that. Uh, you still have asthma. That didn't go away. Okay? You still need to pick up your asthma. Okay? Oh, yeah, and so they do, like, a whole thing to try to catch this uh, matchmaker dating guru guy. Uh, and so they take the one gay guy from the office. It's like, I need help. I need help with women, y'all. Oh, happy Pride Month, by the way. <laughs> but uh, it's like, I need help with dating. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, this girl. I need this girl. Uh, <laughs> and so they find out it's uh, Will Smith is a magical dating guru, and Sarah is upset about that. Uh, because apparently he lied about his career, even though he did say it was consulting, just not what kind of consulting. And so uh, they end up doing this date they planned at their home, and she's just obnoxious and throwing shit. I'm like, okay, just leave at this point. Uh, and But she, see, her one source was, like, she thought he was a pickup artist, not an actual dating guy who helps people dating. Because there's the difference, because Will is ethically okay, what he does and then pickup artists are kind of 
sleazy. And the pickup artists are for, like, just getting some quick sex. So, because, uh, yeah, she was upset. And so, uh, then later on, Sarah goes to a speed dating thing to be emotional support for her friend that we saw earlier in the movie. Uh, and then he said, uh, and he's talking about shit, and he talks about, he talks about everything, confesses everything, what's going on, and then she realizes the source was the one guy uh, he worked with who wanted to wanted him for se- help him get sex, and uh, was not as happy about that. That's uh, that's what happened there. And he's like, "Use that guy!" Like all he wanted was sex, and I told him no. And then, but Kevin James is a great guy, and you fucking ruined. Oh yeah, and then they the news found out, and then Allegra broke up with Kevin James, and so it's like I can't believe you did that. And then, uh, yeah, and then, so, things didn't work out from there. But then, the next day, Kevin James was like, you have to help me get Allegra back, and then shit happened. Then he goes meets Allegra on a boat, and he's like, look, he actually really does like you. I just try to help him day. He's just a nervous nerd. And then she, like, says all the things that made her fall in love with him. Like, so you told him to spill mustard on his shirt, and the dance stupid, and to toss the inhaler and shit like that? And he's like no not at all i told him to not do that at all and she's like oh and it's like so you didn't do anything it's like hey he helped you at least set everything up he's like i only help with opportunities i don't do the whole sex thing uh and then so then they get together happily ever after and then will eventually goes to sarah oh and then like he goes there and then he goes to her place to be like i love you sarah and then there's another dude there and then like, he goes on a chase and weird thing and gets hit by a car. Perfectly fine after getting hit by the car, though. Uh, and then you learned it was her sister's husband. So that was a weird twist that was not necessarily at all. Uh, but then they live all of happily ever after. And the movie ends with uh, Kevin and Allegra getting married. So that's the movie, folks. Uh, I summed it up in less than 20 minutes in uh, a two-hour movie in less than 20 minutes. So it was way too fucking long of a movie, folks. Uh, yeah, I don't think there were some scenes that I could have cut out. So the angel question for me is, uh, what did I learn from this movie? Now, this movie was not an educational movie. Sorry to disappoint everyone out there. But uh, what I can say is uh, if you're Kevin James, you can get with any woman you want. You just have to have even a slight fraction of confidence. Kevin James is irresistible to all women and uh something i need to learn and respect maybe i should start looking like kevin james uh the next lesson i've learned from this film that uh if you're a dating guru uh make sure you differentiate yourself from a pickup artist because that would have solved a lot of problems uh near the end of the movie folks so make sure you uh if that's your career differentiate yourself uh from that so that's what I learned. That's the movie Hitch. Uh, how do I rate this movie? Um, maybe a 6 out of 10. Will Smith is great. So, like, can't hate Will Smith. So, give it a 6 out of 10. Uh, mainly, I think I would give, I would have given it, like, a 7.5 if it wasn't so fucking long. So, that's my thoughts on Hitch. We live in a society 
In our current society, actually having to physically walk into a liquor store should be a thing of the past. That's why I get all my booze from Drizzly. Drizzly gets all your favorite beer, seltzer, wine, whiskey, and much more delivered directly to your home. With their easy-to-use mobile app, we are getting one step closer to never leaving our homes. You know, it's saying something when it is being praised as the Amazon for liquor. Drizzly is my go-to app for getting all the booze I need so I can do basically anything the hell I want. So using our link in the description today, you can save $5 off your first purchase through Drizzly. Drizzly has proprietary ID verification technology that it provides to its retail partners that allows drivers to scan IDs for more than a barcode to make sure the purchaser is over 21 years old in the U.S. and of legal drinking age in Canada. Retailers on Drizzly may also have a minimum order or delivery fee. So using the link in our description today, get $5 off your first order with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Cooking your own meals are for people with proper amounts of serotonin, which is no one. Are you depressed and hungry? Well, you're still going to be depressed, but you no longer have to be hungry thanks to today's sponsor, DoorDash. If you don't know of DoorDash, they bring you food you are craving directly to your door. Even while I'm dieting, I still get food from Wingstop, Chipotle, and even Central Barbecue here in Nashville. I like that. Uh, With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can get $10 off each of your first three DoorDash orders over $15 when you sign up using the link in our description. Treat yourself like the king and queen you are and order from DoorDash today. Again, that's $10 off your first three orders over $15 when you use the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. All right, you animals, it's time for me to solve all your fucking problems, you pieces of shit. Just kidding. I love all y'all who listen to this show. Um, so this is Ask Shweezy, where I f- solve all your relationship problems, and uh, we go from there. So let's just get started. Let me get into the first one. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Hold on. That's rough, buddy. There we go. Now it's here. Okay. I had to make sure the soundboard was working. Uh, next first question. Should I keep talking to this girl, even though she is talking to other people? So I have been talking to this girl I met at a party and got along pretty well. We talk a lot and it's all fun and flirting and we even told each other that we like one another. Uh, But the problem is she seems to be talking to other guys too. Okay. So you're in a quiet predicament. Look like you're a young, young chap out there. So going in through this, you have to realize if she's talking to other guys, she likes you, but she's keeping her options open just in case that's i think what she is doing right now and uh best advice i can give you on this one is put in the same amount of energy that she is putting into this because if you put in too much uh actually you know putting in too little is not the worst thing in the world uh unless you like you're dying to be with her um but uh so yeah bake basically the big thing i would say is do not put too much energy into her because if you should equal at least equal the amount of energy she's putting in because she does not find your priority she's still keeping her options open at this point she's not treating you as a potential ride or die which volume one and two ride or die by Sweezy out now wherever you get your music to stream on so go check those out especially volume two that one just came out uh so yeah so basically um the best advice you need right now only thing yeah 
uh, best thing I can say is that uh, she only put as much energy into her as she is putting back into you. Because if you put too much energy into her, you're going to have a rough experience. And uh, this is the type of guy you get. I'm sorry. That's rough, buddy. So, yeah, you know what the fuck's going on. I think, yeah, I mean, because I've been in the experience where you put too much into someone and to gives too much energy to someone, and uh, they, uh, they fucking ruin everything. Be gone, fucks! Okay, so, yeah, I guess that's the, the lesson of the game. Uh, only put as much energy into her as she will put into you, okay? That is, that's the way it is. All right. All right, all right. Next question here: Christian relationship issues. All right, this is might be my specialty. Uh, I'm 24, my fiance is 21. We are saving sex for marriage because she wants to. I don't really want to, but it's a deal breaker for her, and I think she's worth waiting for marriage. We've gone too far physically a handful of times. I have managed to resist even initiating even though i get super horny uh different times she has initiated by asking me to take her clothes off touch her breasts french kissing me passionately or straight up asking me to have sex with her usually when she initiates i am hesitant to ask her if she is sure and she says yes then after we make out heavily pet each other she blames me for not caring about her chastity slash purity and only caring about sex i feel it is unfair because she keeps initiating going too far I have not yelled at her for initiating going too far because I don't want to add any more shame slash blaming into the conversation and forgive her. How do I fix this? Um, so, okay, yeah, you are engaged. But the thing is, I feel like you might be engaged to have sex. And that's what, that's why, uh, Christian marriages a lot of times end too quickly. Um, I have friends who, uh, it's weird though. Like, cause you know, like when you're, when you do be, do the Christian thing for a while, like people get married super young and then they get divorced. And now I'm like seeing my friends get married for like a second time. And I'm like, yeah, that's okay. So, and that's the thing probably, that's the real problem with Christian, really the purity thing. They're putting the purity chastity thing on a pedestal, uh, and it's idolizing, which in the Bible, it does say that you shouldn't have other idols before God. And her chastity and purity has been made an idol before God. And uh, this is the type of guy you get. Why do I keep pressing that one? Oh, they're right next to each other. That's why. That's rough, buddy. Um, here's the thing, though. Uh, you do have to you do first have to talk to yourself into thinking, hey, am I only engaged to her so I can have sex with her? Because... If you're only doing that, there's a lot more problems there, buddy. Uh, things are not going to end well if you're only engaged to have sex and waiting for marriage. And honestly, there's nowhere in the Bible where it says that you have to wait till marriage to have sex. And there's no concrete, uh, this is biblical marriage between a man and a woman. But yeah, but then like, didn't David and Solomon have tons of wives and shit like that? So there's no concrete anything. And marriage, uh, come, marriage came before the Bible, FYI, if you want to go that way too. So I think y'all are very serious. Hopefully you're very serious with each other. Hopefully I'm not wrong about the whole you're engaged so you can have sex type situation. Uh, I feel like you guys are pretty ride or die, which is ride or die volume two by me is out now. Go stream that wherever uh, you stream your music. So that that's for sure. Um, 
you also have the situation um heavily but yeah i think that's the big thing here i think you're idolizing her she's idolizing your purity chastity too much uh this is a her th this is a her problem though not a you problem you just you're just really sexually frustrated and shit like that um i think the best thing yeah because you guys are if if her christian guilt is in the way uh if maybe you could just ask her to start giving you blowjobs or maybe i don't usually go for the poop hole loophole but maybe if it helps her with her chastity maybe see if you can do anything with the poop hole loophole that way she can still stay pure in the eyes of god uh but you get to stick your dick in her butt because i think i that's the only thing here uh if, if i can't change her mind uh maybe figure out a figure out a another option to do that so um or maybe when she says she wants to have sex, you just go for it. And then uh, that way she'll no longer have her chastity or whatever the fuck she's idolizing herself as. Maybe that's the answer. Maybe you just have sex with her so she doesn't have it anymore. And then she can't complain. And then she'll be mad at you. And if it doesn't work out, then you don't have to marry her because that could be a problem. So uh, maybe I solved your life. Maybe I just fixed your... I just fixed your life, bud. So that's the way... When you want it the most, there's no easy way out. All right. So, yeah, maybe just have sex with her or do the poop hole loophole. Right. That's the only thing that's going to get to her. She really wants to save her marriage. Um, Let's go. Okay. All right. I can't believe I just suggested the poop hole loophole to people. All right. And to 20-year-old adults, too. The girl I'm dating slept with a coworker I see every day before we started dating. There's a girl that I have been dating for a time. We see each other almost every day and do lots of couple activities. She's really into me and I'm really into her. So the vibes are really good. Today she told me that before we met, she had sex with one of my coworkers, which I work kind of close with. I really don't care who she had sex with. As far as I know, that person or I don't have to see that person. But I feel so uncomfortable knowing that I will have to talk with this coworker so often. It's kind of uncomfortable. Also, talking to this coworker will be a constant, like a constant reminder. Have you ever lived anything similar? Uh, I want to get rid of this jealousy feeling. I'm not burning inside or anything, but I feel pretty bothered and uncomfortable about this. I didn't tell her. Um, sounds like a good case of get the fuck over it, um, buddy. Um, so look, this was before you. She didn't cheat on you with this guy. You just both. You just got his sloppy seconds. If you want to use that term, I'm using that term, and uh, that's how we're continuing everything today. Um, so, yeah, it sounds like you just might have to get over it. Um, one thing I can suggest, uh, don't talk about boning the same woman, because uh, that'll get weird really quick. I can tell you that will get weird very, very, very fast. Uh, why do we keep hitting the mic stand? I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, that's, I mean, that's the only thing. Uh, just grow the fuck up. He's just your coworker. Um I mean, only. T I mean, if you want to, only talk to him when you have to. Um, and don't bring up fucking the same chick. Maybe that's, maybe that's the thing. Are you going to bring up fucking the same chick? Um, because if you do, then it's gonna get awkward. So, man, I got your sloppy seconds, and then oh, maybe it actually could be a good thing. <laughs> maybe you're like, don't you hate it when she does this in bed? Like, yeah, I do hate that. Maybe you have a friend in common. So either make the best out of it, 
or uh, don't bring it up because bringing it up could uh, just lead to making things. Yeah, a lot worse, uh, a lot worse than they probably have to be because uh, no one told you life was going to be this way. Your job's a joke, you broke. Love's like DOA. Just like you're always stuck in second gear. When it hasn't been your day, your week, your month, or even your year. Yeah, good one, Ross. <laughs> All right. Um, that's what I really have to say. It's like either, um, either in this relationship, you're either going to have to, uh, in this situation, you're either going to have to say, uh, you're going to talk about it and uh, become better friends with your coworker because of it, or um, just don't bring it up. Because if you don't bring it up and uh, just realize that was a past life and uh, this is your new life and past lives don't matter because I tell all my friends uh, their lives before me are BS, which stands for before Sweezy. And, uh, your life before me does not matter. Your be it. That's why it's called BS because it did not matter until I showed up into your life. That's that's how it's going, folks. Okay. Now let's move on. Let's move on to our next one. Um, I hate it when people look through my phone and my girlfriend keeps insisting on doing it. It gives me such extreme anxiety from my family going through it when I was younger, but she just says I'm hiding things. She always wants to go on it. Example, uh, asking to go through my Instagram or Twitter and look at my messages. And today she wanted to look through my camera roll, 2000 plus pics and vids, most from before we dated. I said, yeah, initially as I felt super pressured, but I eventually ran away to the toilet where I am now. I don't know what I can say to get through to her how much I hate it and how I just wish she wouldn't. So, uh, I don't think you're, hopefully you're not on the toilet anymore because we have to organize these way in advance. Um, what I will say for you, my friend, um... So there's a couple things I, I probably get. You probably you probably have some weird family issues and them going through your phone was a weird privacy thing and now you have privacy issues. That's probably the situation you're in. But uh, with the girlfriend, if she's cool, which hopefully you're dating a cool person. Uh, I like that. Uh, she will not be the worst about it. And uh, she'll be cool. So she wants to go through your phone. Mainly, so here's the thing. It looks like you have trust issues. Now, my thing is I don't really have a lot of, I don't have anything too much to hide. So uh, unless a child wants on my phone, in that case, I am worried because I have a lot of weird shit on my phone. Uh, and a lot of heavy videos. And I don't want to scar a child because I let them look at my phone, okay? That's just who, this type of guy, oh. This is the type of guy you get. So that's my thing, but if it's like a girl I'm dating, like, yeah, sure, I'm not hiding anything. Because uh, they're probably checking if you're cheating, so you have to prove that you're not cheating. Now, the pics and stuff before you dated sounds like you got some cool shit on your phone. Now, um, if you want to set it up, figure out a way to back that shit up somewhere, like on a Google Drive or something like that. Because she, good chance she won't go through your Google Drive, that's for sure. But she may go through your pics and text. So, 
Uh, you got you win, you lose, you sing the blues. Uh, that's how it, that's how it kind of works, my friend. Um, but the thing is, you're gonna have to figure it out. Talk to her about maybe uh, issues with your family. Uh, you have to confirm with her that you're not cheating and you're not doing anything suspicious. Um, and uh, worst case scenario, you got to hide the good nudes that you were hiding from her because that, my friend, could be your downfall. Tickets to your downfall by Machine Gun Kelly, which I'm not sponsored by his album. And I'm not going to talk about it anymore because I don't have to. So uh, trust issues is probably the problem you have right there. Uh, and you may need to see a therapist or listen to more Cancel Sweezy because that's basically uh, a substitute for seeing a therapist is Cancel Sweezy. And I really like that. Or start your own podcast because those are good for uh, not seeing a therapist. All right. Um, yeah, I, guess I'll, I guess I'll end it there. Next question I have here. It's normal to want another sexual partner in a relationship. That's not a question. That's just a statement. Hello, my boyfriend talked about the topic because he mentioned many times that he would like to watch threesome, that he likes watching threesome porns and would like to have one with another woman. I'm really insecure and have low self-esteem and tend to hurt myself with dark thoughts. I know that he has many news of girls he's hooked up with on his phone because he never deletes pictures and talks about them a lot. There were as so many that I can't even count them, and there seems to be someone else every day. Because of his long sexual history, I keep having nightmares of him wanting to have sex with someone else. I told him that about my fears, and he said that it's normal to want to do that with another person in a long relationship. I couldn't agree with that, so he called me childish. I told him that the things he said just increased my fear, but he said that I need to accept this fact so that it won't hurt me when it happens. I can't explain it well, but hearing such words hurts me. He has anyone else ever been in a situation? How did you deal with your fears of jealousy? I don't want to be afraid and doubt everything. So, my friends... What it sounds like to me is that you are being gaslit. And uh, this guy, I kind of feel like when you bring up past relationships and a current relationship, it needs to be relevant to a story that you're talking about. You don't just bring that shit up. Uh, that's, that's fucking weird. Uh, another thing is, so he wants a threesome. That, that's for sure. Let's go with that first. Um, so he wants a threesome. However... He's in a long-term, he's in a, he's in a serious relationship with you. Uh, and, uh, you do not want another woman in, uh, you don't want to have a threesome with another woman involved. That's what it sounds like. And, uh, look, the threesome, or as I like to call it in my world, uh, winning the belt, uh, winning the belt means, uh, male, female, female threesome. To me, that a threesome like that is not for a relationship, man. Uh, that is for single, being single and slinging dick left and right to any woman who wants it. That's how I determine that. That's how I'm determining that situation. Uh, what else I'm saying, though? Yeah, it sounds like you have low self-esteem, and he's trying to gaslight you into doing that shit. Um... When he brings up nudes and other girls he's hooked up in the past to you, that's when you start a fight. That's how, that's when women start a fight. That is, take that to your advantage, ladies. That is when you start a fight because uh, that's not normal. 
that's when you bring up a fight. Are you going to delete those pictures or what? Because it makes me feel insecure, and I hate that you have that. And then uh, you don't let him up because he is gaslighting you. Because uh, if you don't want to be gaslit, you got to keep moving forward and not let the other person win. That is the secret to not getting gaslit. Uh, I would know because I do it to Micah all the time. Hashtag pray for Micah. I get to see him next week. I'm excited for that. Um, so yeah, don't let him be, uh, don't let him do that shit to you and, uh, yell at him, start a fight, start a fight if he's, uh, bringing up past relationships, okay? Let's do the next one. I don't know. Oh, we only have two left. Okay. I, I do. I'm doing like two less to try to like even out everything, but, uh, let's move on to it. My husband built me a crappy computer and it's ruining our relationship. That's rough, buddy. I'll try to keep this brief. I have been working on Mac since I was 12 years old. It's pretty much the only platform I know and am comfortable with. I can manage on a PC if I need be, but I immensely prefer my current electronics. Well, I am currently finished my PhD on a MacBook that I got in 2015. It started to lag behind quite a bit to the point where I am struggling to complete my required work. I immediately thought it was a good idea good time to upgrade to start looking for an iMac. That's when trouble started. My husband quickly became derogatory towards the Macs, telling me their specs are so bad for the price and that he could build me a great PC three times as powerful for half the price. I was really hesitant that my work outlet is not something I want to skimp on, but I knew how passionate he is about these things and thought that I could probably get accustomed to the new platform fairly quickly, provided it got the job done. Fast forward a month later, and he has a lot of trouble finding a GPU for obvious reasons currently. For those of you who don't know, uh, GPUs are in short supply, which means the price has skyrocketed. He ended up on a basic one under the market value of $150 and ordered it in again. I was skeptical, but he kept repeating that even at that price, the graphics card was better that than what Mac offered. Uh, once we... Uh, all the pieces he assembled the thing and well you guessed it it's really wonky it starts up gets to the main page but the gpu won't upload the drivers hope i uh, hope i am making sense yep you're making sense to me and the computer is stuck in a 90s look the welcome screen won't even fit the entirety of my monitor i am immensely disappointed that as he invested a lot of our joint money into upgrading his computer and building me a new one with the spare parts plus a few things i know it sounds dumb but i spend 90 percent of my day on this thing i'm on the verge of tears just writing this the tower at the tower at my feet feels like a giant waste of money when i try to bring it up he gets super defensive and says things like well i never had an issue with a gpu before and you're saying it's my fault and stuff i just don't know what to do i'm so disappointed please help how should i approach him am i just a spoiled brat who can't handle normal computers i don't know what to think um it sounds like the gpu you're using is shit so that's the problem here um, so wait, does this sound like I'm reading this correctly? I'm kind of looking over here. It says custom to a new platform, right? Finding basic GPU. He ended up finding a basic one at market value and ordered it in. Again, I was skeptical. Once we got all the specs, he assembled the thing and well, you guessed it really wonky. It started up, gets the main page, but ring long screen. Message pointed, building me a new one with the spare parts plus a few things. It sounds like he built himself a new computer and gave you his shitty old parts and is justifying it. So, um, yeah, from what it's sounding like, the GPU he is he, you were using sucks dick. Um, only thing, really, you can do in that situation, wait for prices to go down on that. Uh, however, though, like, uh, he is right when, in normal circumstances, though, building a computer uh, with better specs than a Mac is doable. However, in your situation, it 
would probably be better for you to just get an iMac. And uh, if you're not interested in the M1 MacBooks or Macs or MacBooks, uh, you can always just get the Intel ones that are previous that they're probably trying to sell and get rid of. Buy, buy one refurbished because that's probably better. And then just sell that computer's parts because that's fucking a waste of money. And actually watch the video. Like if you – so say – so say I bought like a 2018 MacBook, but then like two years ago, and then now I'm buying the, a new M1 MacBook. Um, but with the old one, I could make more money if I took it all apart and sold each part individually instead of selling it as one whole unit. Very weird, but uh, yeah, it gets the job done. So maybe you could do something like that. Uh, that's the only thing I could really say. Uh, maybe find like a good deal on a MacBook and maybe just buy that because that's not working and uh, he's going to have to realize that he built a shitty-ass computer for you, and it's not getting the job done. Uh, he's a PC master race guy, so obviously he's going to be in on all that shit and trying to be a little defensive, but he's got to realize that uh, he can't be right on all things. And Macs just work. That's the thing. That with Macs, they just work. PCs, you have to fiddle around with everything to get them to work, and all the PC peers are going to do with it. It's like, if you like spending time just dicking around trying to get things to work, PCs are great. But if you just want things to work, Macs are all the way. That's why I still use Macs. That's why I have this big chungus iPhone I just got and uh, I'm still use. So that's that. So let's get into our final question of the evening, folks, because that's the way it is. Okay. I snooped on girlfriend's laptop and found some disturbing fiction about me. She's been acting strange towards me lately. Some days she seems cheerful and we have long and nice conversations. Some days she seems passive-aggressive and only responds with a weird snark in her voice. She insists everything is fine, but it's not the first time she has hidden her feelings for me. In a desperate move, I did a very shady thing. When she was out the house, I logged on her to her computer and looked around her browser history and messages to see if there was something I've done wrong. Instead, I found a bunch of short stories about her living as a single mother with our future children because someone murdered me most of it revolves around her monologuing to the villain who killed me i'm a very forgetful and sometimes lazy person and i assumed that i had forgotten something or said something wrong or maybe her feelings about me had changed but now i'm both disturbed and confused about her writing what do i even do now either i pretend that nothing has happened and be disturbed or i confess to snoop through her stuff which will create a big breach of trust all right, so um, you've gotten yourself in uh, quite a pickle. That's rough, buddy. So, first of all, so here's the thing here. So, yeah, you, you obviously snooped around her laptop to find that shit. So, you have to realize, are you wanting to bring it? So, the, first of all, you have to decide, do you want to bring it up? Or do you just not want to bring it up and ignore the situation forever? Um, because she... Because if you do bring it up, there is going to be a fight, and you're going to fight about her. You snooping through her stuff. That that fight's going to happen. You could also just not bring it up and uh, just know that she did, and maybe one day she'll show it to you, and then you're like, "Oh, wow, cool story about me dying and you raising kids, but I was murdered." Um, so that's it. But maybe but it's weird that she brought you up, not like. It's weird that you were murdered and she didn't, like, create a fictional family that was murdered. That's a little weird um, that she – it's you who died. Um, so that's a very fun thing. So um, really the best thing in this situation, honestly, um, 
yeah, to be honest, like the best thing you can do in this situation, uh, ignore it. And, uh, I would say ignore it. Don't bring it up, but I would also keep snooping on it because, uh, if something gets worse, uh, at least, you know what you can do. And, uh, maybe I think this is, there's an idea that, uh, if you think she's going to kill you, if you think she's going to kill you, tell your friend about this story, say it's no big deal, but I snooped on it. And if you do end up being murdered, you have a suspect. Maybe do that. Maybe just to be safe. Uh, no way she gets caught. And, uh, but, uh, in the most part, maybe just leave it alone. Unless you want to fight about snooping, then you could bring it up. And, uh, that could change things very quickly. So that's, I mean, that's all I can really say in regards to that. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, uh. She's either trying to kill you, letting off some steam, or trying to be creative, which is not very good creativity. Uh, in my book, murder porn has been overdone, and uh, maybe maybe figure out something else to do. All right. So, well, folks, so that's our ending today's episode of Cancel Sweezy, folks. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you enjoyed the shit I just said. Uh, just, just a reminder, Ride or Die Volume 2 out now. Go stream it wherever you stream your music. Spotify, Apple, Deezer, Tidal, Amazon, YouTube, anywhere you stream your music, folks. That's going to be a great way to say thank you for being a friend and listening to me. Uh, you can also email the shredcast at gmail.com for any questions, comments, or concerns. You can uh, follow me and send me messages over at, uh, at the Shweezy everywhere. Or you can uh, hit me up at uh, the Foreplay King on TikTok. Watch me do TikToks and cool shit like that. Uh, you can also uh, follow me on Twitch. Follow me on Twitch. Uh, I stream every Thursdays and sometimes Mondays. Schedule's going to be a little weird for a couple days uh, in the next week. But uh, it should be fun. I start to play a lot of Fortnite. Uh, and then uh, also, if you're watching this episode of the podcast, make sure you press that like button, subscribe to the show, and leave a comment about how I offended you this week. And you can also, if you're an audio listener, uh, wherever you're listening to, like this, subscribe, uh, leave a review, great way to show uh, the world that is a great way to say thank you for being a friend, even if you hated this show. And you can also financially support the show on Patreon, which makes you my, my favorite person, which being my favorite person is should be the most important thing to you. So uh, that's all I have to say. So thank you for checking out this episode of Cancel Sweezy. Honk if you love butt drugs and stay awesome. Pray for Micah. Hey, you just finished a full episode of Cancel Sweezy. Thank you so much for uh, finishing the full episode. You made it this far, and I am super proud of you. Uh, if you want to support the show even further, we do have a Patreon page where you can financially support the show, keep us going financially, and uh, being one of the top-ranking lords that I know that you can be. And uh, thank you so much. Make sure you like and subscribe this video if you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening to the audio. Make sure you 
subscribe and leave a review wherever you're listening to the podcast. Thank you so much. And uh, like I said before, stay awesome.